Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 584. For comics originally releasing August the 4th and August the 5th, 2020. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this Tuesday and Wednesday, I don't even know how to do this anymore. I used to be able to say one day, I used to say one day of the week, and that's just when comics came. And now we got like 16 things. I'm writing down twice as many days and twice as many things. Drew! Twice What's as many FOCs. <laughs> I know, man. It's it's bad. Well, this will cheer you up. Okay. From, from our buddy Jason in Hawaii, he wishes Kylie very happy birthday. Um, a little early. Um, a little. So on New Comic Day Wednesday, <laughs> there this you will go. Be the what the fifth, right? Is that the, the fifth. Yep, that is Kyle's birthday. So think of him when you're getting your new comics. All those That's cards right. are there. From Kyle to you. At least flip through a little Nightwing for me when you're in there. <laughs> um, and he has a two-part convention question. He asks, um, what do you guys miss about comic conventions, and what were your favorite moments from a convention you went to? The smell. It's definitely the smell. <laughs> Gross. I mean, Artist Alley. I miss Artist Alley. I've got so many books that I'm just like, I want to go get stuff signed. I love getting stuff signed. I love talking to creators. I love going through Artist Alley and buying the books they bring with them. Um, I love taking my stuff and having them signed and then seeing if the other guy that's there is get, you know, getting somebody to sign multiple books or getting multiple signatures on a book and just running around. That's my favorite thing I miss about cons. Yeah. And plus, I've, been, I've gotten a lot more into cosplayers lately. That could be just because of Instagram and TikTok, but <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do miss the, the conversations with creators. That's fun. It's always nice to put uh, a face with the with the artist, uh, the writer. That's always cool. Um, my favorite moment from a convention... What would be my favorite moment? I guess, I guess the, the, that first C two E two that we went to, where we met uh, Eric and James, and and you know hung out and got to do uh, what did we we went across to the like little super secret uh, party that was going yeah the on. CBCS uh, party it had uh, Roy Thomas there and yeah Roy Thomas and, yep um, that that was pretty awesome um, so there there's lots of good stuff like that you know just seeing seeing people you know mm-hmm. and hanging out um is pretty cool you know that you usually just podcast with or talk to uh, via email and stuff it's nice to see them in person so that's the best part of the conventions it's not the it's not buying stuff it's not exclusives although those are cool um uh, it's just hanging out with people that you know online and get to get to actually see in person and that's the stuff I miss the most. 100%. Uh, one of my favorite memories is from our very first Wizard World Comic Con in Columbus, oh. Ohio. We went oh, yeah. to, uh, we got to wave at Stan Lee from a distance because we were too stupid to pay for pay to talk to him, <laughs> which now I regret. Yes. And uh, all kinds of really cool people there. And just the experience of, you know, the first con and just how many times I t- did laps around looking at additional stuff and, you know, taking yeah. it all in and hanging out with the Back to the Future DeLorean and... All that fun stuff. Yeah, that was a pretty cool con. You know, it was it. it I don't know if it, it's it was not quite as big as C two E two, but it it was a pretty big con. It was the biggest con I'd ever been to at that up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, we miss conventions. And um, I was hoping to be able to do some this summer, and uh, it's been a real bummer. Even like the small little hotel can. Yeah, those are my favorite to buy books at, where the dealers just bring all their stuff and want pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and, and they're not even happening much anymore. I don't. I, I don't. Did our um, our quarterly one that we used to go to and that Ramada in Columbus still around? Yeah, it's still around, but like they've COVID canceled everything. Uh, yeah, but that's what I figured. What a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I miss a lot, I guess, about conventions and cons and. I hope we can get that stuff back on on track. Hundred percent, because I must spend a lot of money the first con I go to. <laughs> uh, Tom wants to know what is your favorite comic from each decade, um, and I'm like, whoa, that, there's there's a lot of lists here, and I'm going to only go back to the 40s <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I don't know if comics existed in the 30s. They probably did, um, and but I wasn't around. I wasn't around in the 40s either. But anyway. 
Um, and I'm probably going to peter out here. I'm going to go from my most current stuff back to like the older and, and try to do it that way. So let's take the 2010s first. So 2010 to now. Um, that decade, I would say, would probably go to Walking Dead. Yeah, um, 100%. Uh, um, or, or maybe any of the image. Of course, like the image was so strong in the 2010s, man. I mean, uh, 2010s belong to image in my mind. Uh, Why the Last Man was during that era, too. For the, That's a pretty good book. But um, Southern Bastards. Um, Saga was in the 2010s. Um, so many great, great comics that have either ran their course, their 30 issue run, 20 issue run, 40 issue run, or have faded and went on hiatus and not come back. Yeah. Uh, but there was, for a while there, man, everything that was coming out was great. Oh, yeah. Everything that, everything Image was putting out was awesome. And uh, it was. Yeah, so I mean, it, it'd have to be an image book, and um, of the image books, I you know, Walking Dead kind of dominated that decade for me. Of the 2010s, you say? Of the I 2010s, mean, yeah. I, like, I'm gonna say, Court of Owls, Batman, because that's well, 2010 to me. Yeah, 2010 to that's 2010 to 2020. It's a decade, not yeah. a year. Yeah, I mean, no, so, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. When I think of that, that's that's what I think of is that. Uh, yeah, and that so like, that was probably just, like tw- it was like 2011 to 2014, something like that, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. So just yeah. to kick off, I remember that being yeah, just super good. Got me right back into uh, into Batman in a big way, yeah. and just kind of was like, hmm, I'm in. Yeah, that's a great one. I think um, I think it's for the 2000s from 2000 to 2010. I think that's where Why the Last Man would be my favorite. I, I don't yeah. think... Because it was like 2004 to 2008 or something like that. So that's mm-hmm. actually where it fits the best. And, um, yeah, Why the Last Man was by far... It would dominate that that decade for me. Um, I mean, there's some other candidates, but, but I can't go against BKV's 60 issues of, of Why the Last Man. I have to give it to them. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's see. 100%. Uh, for the 90s, uh, 90s to 2000, <laughs> I'm going to have... It's tough. It's e- it would either be Sandman... Oh, I knew you were going to pick Sandman. That's... <laughs> it'd either be Na- Neil Gaiman Sandman, or maybe that's maybe the Amazing Spider-Man, the F- McFarlane Spider-Man, Black Suit... Uh, Amazing 300 was that then um, you know McFarlane was, was my guy I love that Amazing Spider-Man run Sandman I've not revisited in so long uh, but that meant a lot to me I really loved Sandman so uh, man that's a tough one um, it's in between it's, it's between those two and I probably I probably have to give it to Sandman yep I'd probably have to give it to Gaiman's, Neil Gaiman's Sandman over over McFarlane's Amazing Spider-Man run. I'm back on Batman, and I am Long Halloween. Ah. I really like Long Halloween. Yeah, that was great. Uh, in the 80s, uh, from 80 to 90, uh, this is, of course, when I first started probably really buying comics at comic book shops. Um, so uh, I would have to... It'd either be... Like my Moon Knight launch happened during this this decade, mm-hmm. so uh, my Moon Knight love affairs began here. Um, Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Returns, that, right? That that's, happened in the eighties, eighty something or other. Six Watchmen's the eighties, isn't it? And then Watchmen, yeah. So it's it for me. It's going to be Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, or Moon Knight. Are you more you, or Batman Year One? No, no, and I'm thinking that. Did that creep into like eighty nine nine? Was that that, my, that could have been nineties? It, it's really 90s. close there, but uh, I think I gotta give it to Watchmen. Watchmen is like a perfect twelve issue series almost. It, I mean, it's just like pitch perfect, and 
that it was just a great that was a great year of comics and I bought it in singles and that's uh, that was really a really cool experience so um, I'd have to give it to watch now Secret Wars would have been a good one too for that decade mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm still going to give it to Watchmen and watch. that's where I had my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, those yep. Mirage books. Oh, um, yeah. That's where I had my uh, Marvel Transformers beginning run. Yep. Um, that's where, for some odd reason, I collected Power Pack books. Yeah. Um, let's see now. Now you get into the 70s, and um, I had a big stack of uh, weird war, war tales uh, <laughs> that, that I read from there. And, and Sergeant Rock and the 60s and the 70s would have to go it was like all war comics for me so from those those decades of comics um, it, it was it was it was let's let's give uh, the weird war tales to 1970s and Sergeant Rock gets the 60s um, Howard the Duck was 70s too wasn't he hey might have been yeah 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 you might have been that's that's a good one and I'm trying to think when my when my Disco Nightwing my my Teen Titans run that, that would have been eighties I think that's that would have been eighties that wasn't seventies I, I didn't I couldn't remember if that crept it could have been like 70s. a seventy nine but I I'd have to I'd have to Google that yeah. um, now if the X Men started in the seventies didn't they yeah yeah well Marvel started in the sixties Marvel yeah that's true so, yeah so the sixties is your Amazing Fantasy fifteen it could have been yeah yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Sergeant Rock in the '60s and Weird War Tales in the '70s. Um, now I, you know, I probably could have given it to like Richie Rich <laughs> or something. Um, the, like I read from that era uh, when I was a kid, but uh, you know that that's that's about as close as I can do. Now, if you go back to the '50s, I guess it's got to be Superman, and I can't think of anything else. Yeah, and then the forties would have to be like Batman, yep, the original or, or, detective or, books, or flip those, you know, whichever, which came first, I don't remember. Uh, detective yeah. twenty seven come before Action One, probably action, not. Action yeah, One probably action came one first. Came before, yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, because Superman had his anniversary before Batman did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you might want to flip those. Um, but yeah, it'd have to be. I'd have to give it to Batman and Superman for the forties and the fifties, and um, laying the groundwork. I can't think of anything else that I could even give it to do back then. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 I even might have read from that era, you know? I don't think I read much of anything from that era. So I'm not good at going back and reading old books. No, I don't even know if, how well they'd hold up. Um, I'd I'd like to try it one day, but. Um, you know, there's this um, there's this like museum site that uh, Al- Professor Allen over at Relatively Geeky turned me on to. It was a um, uh, it's like a museum site that has art or an, ar- or an archive site that has uh, old public domain comics from long ago, and you can read them for free. Um, I'll ha- if I if I can find that link, I'll uh, I'll throw it in the show notes. Um, but th- you can go check out some real old old school stuff old original comics yeah old school stuff like that but yeah did we miss anything from those decades I don't know there's probably people beating their uh, pod machines right now (laughs) saying why did you omit X or Y you know most people will probably give X you know the 70s to X-Men I'm guessing Mm -hmm. or the or the 60s um you know they, they but I was never an X guy so never worked for me but yeah that, that's that's my list and that's Kyle's list so uh, it's the best we can do best we absolutely. can do absolutely and if you disagree with us feel free to write in yeah. and give us some of yours yeah yeah it's 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 an easy comics for fun and profit at gmail.com send us that email uh, or go to our twitter comics fun profit our instagram comics for fun profit and our facebook comics for fun and profit and you can um uh, leave comments and questions and stuff that way. Uh, email's the best, but uh, we'll, t- we'll take them via any of those platforms. We need to make a link tree. Yeah. We'll, I'll do that. When I Write that down. Goog- <laughs> when I Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
before we go to our FOC, let's hop over and do the hot ten because number one has got you written all over it. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I'll go ahead and go through these. We are over our, our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. Look at their hot ten comics um, for July 31st, 2020. And the number one, Raphael number one, the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. Um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's 9.6 now sells for $650. Um, both are record high sales. Also record high, nine, a 9.8 sold for 1600 Previously at 950 Turtle keys are hot, and this definitely qualifies as a key, being the first appearance of Casey Jones. This has probably been long overdue for a really nice price dump. You have this, right? Yes. Um, I think you should sell it. <laughs> I think I should too. I have all of that mic, all of those micro series. Yeah, I have all all of the micro series. Yeah. Um, do you think they are they bumped, bumped corners and stuff? Oh, yeah, they were owned by a child, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I figured. Um, but I bet you could still sell it raw for a decent amount if you wanted to. Hundred percent. How are you at pressing things? You gotten good at it yet? No, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still be scared to do anything beyond a quarter bin book. Come on, my dude. You gotta get it. I gotta get practicing. I know. You press this thing out at six hundred and fifty bucks for me. Let's go. <laughs> I'll press this, press it out, and then. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. It burned up. Yeah, no and, doubt. And Let's go low heat. Let's start with low heat, man. <laughs> Jeez. At rank two, we have Thor. Of course, jumping from thirty-five to forty to now seventy-five to a hundred. Uh, man, Black Winter is going crazy. And uh, Thor number two is no exception. And now we got four, Thor number five selling like crazy as well. So, holy people are spending money on that. Of course, at rank three, we have Thor number five. Uh, it was $40 last week and is selling for double that this week. And then you can get like the $80 range. Like number two, people want any Donnie Cates created villain. It's crazy. Black Winter, Null, whoever. Oh, yeah, the Ribic variant is selling lights out as well. Another thing that ticks me off, Drew. Yep. Rank four. Spider Gwen number one. Third print. Yeah. Hundred fifty plus. Yeah. It was a ten dollar book a couple weeks ago. These third prints are skyrocketing. It is pretty in the green, I'll give you that. Are people just now figuring out that they have low print runs? Yeah, and there's not even first appearances in this Spider Gwen. It's just it's just another one of those third print books that just goes like gangbusters. I mean, I guess if there was a you know, Batman number one from the 40s, that mm -hmm. was the third print. You'd want it. 100%. Especially since they did do both of the printing pick. Yeah. <laughs> At rank five, we have Invincible number one. Number one, mark this as book number 238 that I should have bought. Our uh, good friend at CBCS does, says, or not, Comic Book Invest says, after hitting an all-time high in 2016 when a 9.8 sold for $1,545, this book dropped to half that price pre-COVID. Pre Inching its way back to the four-figure mark last month, it shot up considerably this week when the price jumped from 1300 to a new high of 1635 So, not sure why, but Invincible is going crazy. Rank 6, Sleeping Beauties number 1 by Who Drew? Yeah, Peach Momoko. Peach Momoko. Peach Momoko continuing to sell well. It is a very good-looking comic, um, limited to 200. This is the San Diego Comic-Con variant. That there was no San Diego Comic-Con. Hundred-dollar book last week. Another add another fifty to it, and we are heading that way. Beauty number one, the Jenny Frizen variant. Man, I love this book so much. Two weeks ago, this was a fifty to. Fifteen to twenty dollar book. Now it's forty five to sixty. It's a very interesting story and a beautiful cover by Jenny. I can see why it's popular. Don't I have a beauty number one that Jeremy Hahn sold me that was only conventions and is much more rare than this friggin' prison variant? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Why is that thing not selling? Uh, Didn't I, you buy a, a, a beauty condom that came with a comic book? I don't know about that, but I got the. Or no. What was it? I got a. Be it's a beauty con variant that came in a little paper paper bag, and it was those guys posed on the cover with with their signatures. Yeah, that's a, that's like a. I'll, I'll never sell that. That's never <laughs> that's never leaving my sight. 
Yeah. It's beautiful. Strange Academy number one, the Umberto Ramos one in twenty five variant. Um, Strange Academy. All covers of this book are selling well. This one in particular has jumped from seventy five to eighty five to one hundred and twenty five bo- twenty five bones. Uh, this book is actually a darn good hit. You will need to hold on it for a few years, but the market is too impatient to worry about that right now. I got this book, Batman number 28, from the Scott Snyder run. Oh, yeah. Um, this was only a $5 book last week, but James Tinian IV stated that he was bringing Bluebird back from the first time in Rebirth, for the first time in Rebirth, and then tons of these sold for 15 to 20 bucks. Uh, don't forget that issue 7 is the first Harper Row appearance. I loved Harper Row. Yep. Also, don't forget about the infamous combo pack variant, which is not even available on eBay at the moment. You know, and and we were talking about those combo packs a while ago. Like those things were low print runs. Yeah. And we should have been snatching them up, but they were like an extra dollar or something. Right? Yeah, something some weird to get because you got to get the code to get the code with it or something. Yeah, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At rank ten, we have Captain Marvel. 18, first appearance of L'Oreal. Selling for 10 to 15 out of the box. Just wait for those second and third prints. <laughs> we have honorable mentions. We have Grit number one. <laughs> I talked about this yep, last week because of the Southern Bastards feels. Yeah. Another Scout comic that is selling well after release. 10 to 15 just after release. But there doesn't seem to be more copies available uh, than it eats what it feeds from a few weeks ago. And that one has stayed below 10. So, and then Red Seal Comics number 20. I love how they chossed an old one that just magically sold for a ton. Yeah. Um, someone definitely needs to explain what Mr. Skeleton's magnet is all about and why the lady is falling from it. Also, why is the dude shooting a water pistol? Anyways, this is a weird cover. A 5.5 sold for 1100 bucks. The last sale was in 2013, an 8.5 for 660 Yeah, it's an interesting cover and is a dam- another damsel in distress cover. Somebody's gobbling up these damsel in distress covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and to each his own. Everybody's got their thing. They realize we'll never have those kind of things be- again. Yeah. <laughs> and before we shoot over, while we're talking about top tens, um, UCS is really our only kind of look at what's what the top selling books are. Um, because Comicron isn't compiling any da- diamond data right now, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to do that again in the near future. Um, but Kyle, if you were to guess, how many of the top ten sellers were not Batman? What would your guess be? Were not Batman related? What would your guess be? Three. I would be zero. Oh, for crying out loud! Every top seller from UCS for the month of July. In the top That's ten awesome. is a Batman book. Ninety six, three Jokers, ninety seven, ninety five, ninety four, Dark Knight's Death Metal, um, Dark Knight's Death Metal two, Death Metal three, Batman three Jokers, and Dark Knight's Death Metal Guidebook. That is your top ten. It's all Batman. Dang, they are. DC has a good Batman. DC has a has no problem mining their best character. They just need a second or third uh, character to, um, to to bring up, I don't know, to back clean up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, some, somebody after Batman. What do they have besides Batman that's selling? A, a fading like Nightwing. Justice League, I guess. Is there, is there other? An irrelevant Superman. Yeah. And I think they're losing uh, Bendis off of that. So, it's Batman and Hill House. <laughs> yeah, we had no doubt. Come on, Wonder Woman, let's find something good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Move Scott Snyder open to Wonder Woman. He can do something. Let's um, take a look at our good buddy Eric's uh, FOC. Of course, FOC is the final order cutoff. It is our last opportunity to order a few books and have them in our beautiful pull boxes before we have to chase them in the secondary market. And we have clarification. Okay, so you want to do this or you want me to? You can do it. You can take it. All right, FOC... The DC stuff is due to your LCS on Sunday by 6 p.m. Well, this is Eric's plan. So this is Cowabunga. Yeah. And I'm not which sure what your LCS be is fairly doing. similar to, to most others, yep. okay? Yep. And then all other things due by Monday. 
usually by like clothes or whatnot. Maybe yeah, he's Monday, saying but six, maybe even yeah. I th- it used to be noon, didn't it? Yeah. So he yeah the earlier given, the better on Monday for everything else. He, yeah, he's given us hill six, which is nice. Yeah. But you know, this is our final bite of the apple. Sometimes we get a few extra pages of uh, art on things. Uh, we know a little bit more about who's in it. Um, but this is our last chance to add a few things to our order. Um, I got to keep an eye out because I forgot to submit a July previews order. So I've got I've got a whole bunch of stuff I got to write down and uh, FOC the entire month. So yeah. we shall see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Because I life life came at me fast and I did not make an order. Yeah, and now so. Um, so Eric at Cowabunga is sending one FOC spreadsheet and. With that spreadsheet, you may break it up into two orders, DC on Sunday, everything else on Monday. Mm. But I think you should just probably get everything in on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, you might as well. I mean... It, to each their own. Yeah, I mean, I do as we say, not as we do. Yeah, I can't imagine... Um, or just waiting till Monday and skipping DC altogether, but then you're missing out, so... Shots fire. Right? Yeah. Alright, anyways, Drew and I like to go through the uh, FOC, but Eric, when he sends out this email, sends out a few things that he sees some heat and some trend on that he likes to feature. The first thing that he's featuring, Batgirl number 48, cover B, the Ian McDonald variant, a very nice Batgirl variant with some actual bats on it. I love it when they put actual bats with these people. It's great stuff. Um, We also have from DC, Hellblazer, Rise and Fall, number one, Tom Taylor writing... Constantine. It's normally a seven dollar book, which discount you get it for three fifty. There's a three issue series, Black Label. Tom Taylor writing Black Label, Drew. I'm excited. And Constantine. I'm excited about that. I love it. Ah, oh, so yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to be spending, you know, just sco- if you're pre-ordering them, you're going to spend just a scotch over ten bucks for these three. It's Tom Taylor. It's Black Label. Yeah, I'm I'm super jazzed for this. We have Red Hood and the Outliers, cover B, a nice Philip Tan variant there. Scott Lobdell continuing to write that book. Wonder Woman 761, the Joshua Middleton cover B. We have a nice, I can't tell if that's almost stipple, it's just very yeah. uh, sepia. Super good. Mariko Tamaki writing that. Uh, Black Magic 13, Greg Rucka back on the Black Magic train for image there. Um... Bomb Queen, Trump Card, number one, cover A from Image, Jimmy Robinson. Fantastic Four, Amethyst, number one. Antithesis? The Art Adams. Huh? Antithesis. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, not Amethyst. It's a big word. I'm not good at that thing. Art Adams variant, Mark Wade writing that, Neil Adams on internal art, and Arthur Adams on cover. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a a heck of a, a creative team. There you go. And Thor, number two, fourth printing. Fourth printing of Thor, number two. Might as well get it. Um, I mean, you might you might as well. There's, there's, It's kind of a no-brainer at this point. Just start snagging them up. It's embarrassing, but yeah, might as well. But those are the things that Eric has pointed out. Let's see if you and I can find anything else. And let's start on the DC side, since their order is way earlier. Start where we never started before, and DC. Yeah, let's start where they never started until they made a start. Starting. Let's see what our good old Giuseppe has a common Coley has a good cover A for that Batgirl as well. So both covers really good on that one. Jai Lee doing a nice cover B on the Batman Superman. That's pretty cool. Yeah, all of a sudden I just want to buy everything Jiley ever created. You were always a big fan. Yeah, and then after Tom King decided to be a complete jackhole on the internet, I want to just throw money at Jiley. I love Dan Mora's Batman Beyond 46. That's just a good looking cover. Dan Moore does good work, man. He does. We knew about him. Before. We were very much Dan Moore hipsters. Yep. Early adopters, man. Yep. We liked him before everybody else did. 
Strange Adventures 5. Um, Strange Adventures still really hot. So, maybe look at one of these. Cover B's kind of neat. Yeah. But that would be throwing money at the Tom King, who I just cussed out. He does a very polarizing person. You like him or you don't. Mm-hmm. And that's all I see in DC. Just a few things here or there. Yeah, they've got. I mean, they've got a full slate. It's just um, nothing jumping out at me. Yeah, I mean, Death Metal Three's got a second print coming. Um, Death Metal Legends: of The Dark Knight One has a set, that one shot went to a second print. It's cool to see the one shots go to second prints. Um, I don't. We don't have any any art. Well, we do have art on it. Yeah. Yeah. DC needs to get into doing cool second prints more than they do. That Teen Titans annual looks kind of cool. It was a it, it's a really cool retro Bernard Chang cover. Um, we don't usually pop on annuals, but there's something about this that talking to me. Yeah, it looks like an homage, just something. Yeah, I can't I've, like I've seen that before, and I just can't yeah. think of what it what it might be. I'm gonna put a pin in that and circle back around. Yeah. Anything else in DC, my brother? No, I don't think so. All right, let's head on down. Start with a little bit of Dark Horse, where we have the Art of Rick and Morty Deluxe Hardcover Volume Two. So, if you like Rick and Morty, um, Dark Horse does a good job with these hardcovers. You were a big Canto fan, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, they, I loved Canto. Looks like there's a, uh, a a second volume. Very cool. Uh, it's IDW, of course. Mm -hmm. Still the same dude. Still good looking art. Mm -hmm. I like it. Lock and key coming back for impale battalions go. <laughs> Interesting. Same creator though. Go, yeah. Joe Hill, and Gabriel Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Sleeping Beauties. Uh, it's, it's third issue, and the first two did pretty well. Always got to check out the TMNT ongoing Eastman cover, uh, but of course Not this I can't. Week. Not this weekend. They're blocking that out. That or uh, Eastman's run a little bit behind. That's possible. Yes. Shipping bi-weekly as well now. TMNT, I'm, I'm going cranking them out every two weeks. Really? Wow. Yep. That's amazing. Down down to Image, where we have Bomb Queen Trump Car number one. Number one from Image. In 2024, and supervillain Bomb Queen wants to stop Donald Trump from becoming president for life. Her plan, campaign against Trump, steal his voter base, and lay bare America's dark underbelly in the process. I hate books like that. <laughs> Featuring all the explosive satire and twisted fun. Yeah, and they do not hold up, so you'll never ever revisit those ever again because mm -hmm. they're so dated third issue of te that Texas Blood that looks really good I've enjoyed the first first issue I haven't cracked that second issue yet I gotta do that I gotta read that tonight and a stray bullets makes an appearance oh my goodness Ooh. from November of 2018 here we holy go holy crap stray bullets pops out and says hey don't forget us I completely forgot about you guys my bad. Hey, David Latham, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on in your world, man? That is crazy. Uh, but, hey, he probably had some time. Some COVID time that he got, got to catch up a little bit. Get some books out. That's good. Anything else in image? I don't think so. All right, down to some Marvel. There's our good buddy Declan Shalvey doing the uh, cover for Daredevil Annual. That's very nice. Mm. Did we? Did I read that uh, Zdarsky's done with Daredevil pretty soon? Well, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna get this Thor fourth printing. I'm trying. Making, I make fun of people that do that, chase those, but 
It may have to just pick one up. I forgot to talk. We were talking about that Dark Knight's Metal second print up there. Oh, yeah. I think that's our Robin King is why that went to a second print. So that might be worth grabbing the second print because Robin King has gotten hot as balls. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's the one where like, he was born in two but actually is a, you know alive and speaking in three. Yeah, okay. I, I thought that was crazy bizarre and I didn't want to read it anymore so I stopped reading that one I, like well it's worth a lot of money so uh, yeah. Dark Knight's yeah. Death Metal 3 <laughs> yeah sorry that clicked to me as I was scrolling down and I thought ah crap I want to touch on that where did you leave off I think we're I think we're in Marvel mm. you were talking about uh, Daredevil oh yeah I talked about Daredevil and love that Declan Shalvey variant on that Daredevil yeah. manual yep I liked it a lot I like the idea that if they have the if they have the comics in the can, they're not holding them back. They're just uh, accelerating the the schedule. Mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Just get that stuff out there. Strange Academy number one, a third print on that. Um, there's still a lot of characters on this for first appearances, so it may still be worth it. And it's a cool-looking third print, so there's no re third prints have been hot. So, Strange Academy number one third print, get it? I, I uh, it, it blows my mind, but yeah. And Thor two fourth print. It's crazy, yeah. but yeah, it's a cool Galactus on the cover there. That's pretty nice. Mm hmm. I got red. All right. Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, from uh, AD, AWA, we've got Red Border and Year Zero doing uh, their fourth issues. Yep. They're penultimate issues. So I know Year Zero's got five going. Oh, okay. Final issue of Ghosted in LA, the issue 12's going to happen. So that's awesome. Good series. Looks like uh, Wind uh, is re-offering its first and second issues in current printings, and then along with the third issue. So that's interesting. Yeah. Down to some of our smaller publishers. Or anything, anything by Scout that we may have missed. <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. I don't know if Scout's on. Is Scout on? They might not be on FOC. Yeah. Vault is. I got, yeah, I got nothing in the back half. All right. So my recommendation to you is get Dark Knights, Death Metal number three, second print, and then in Marvel. Um, get your third print of Strange Academy and your fourth print of Thor 2. Yeah, these these multiple printings are, are having a resurgence. Um, we, I, I can't speak for you, Kyle, but I used to uh, snub my nose at uh, second and third printings um, because I was a purist that chased the first printing and it, 100%. and it was worth way more in my mind than any second or third printing ever could be, uh, it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, I could have picked up a ton of Into the Spider-Verse second print, but I was like, eh, second print will never be worth anything. Yeah. Oops. Crap. Oopsie. I just need, uh, like, Spider-Man Deadpool, because I remember collecting all the different covers for one that they kept reprinting on that uh, one, so I hope that one uh, gets That me. one needs to pop, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's slide over to the, our good folks of, at Cover Price who have compiled uh, some hot eBay sellers. You want to do top ten or runners up? Uh, I did top ten last time, so I'll do runners up. Okay. Uh, kicking us off is Venom 25, the second print. We just talked about it. Um, yep. Sold 84 copies, man. Um, pretty nice. Uh, burning, burning hot. 
Um, yeah. New Avengers number seven from 2005. Uh, it's been a popular spec book for years, but having with recent rumors of the Illuminati playing a large role through Phase Four of the MCU, it's lit a huge fire. It sold 50 copies. It had a high of 180. Uh, Catwoman 23, uh, main cover of Catwoman outselling the variant due to Catgirl on the cover. Sold 42 copies and had a high sale of $32.99 for a raw copy. Venom 26, this is selling really well. Um, first appearance of Virus, selling 85 copies. Uh, had a high sale of 26 bucks. Uh, fifth place is Crisis on Infinite Earths, number four. Uh, rumors, this is from 1985, rumors of Keanu reclaiming his role as Constantine have been swirling. His undervalued second appearance in this issue was the topic of conversation last week. With this news, this issue sold 45 copies and had a high sale of 90 bucks for a CGC 98. Hmm. Catwoman 23, the Lee variant reintroduction of Snowflame and a first appearance of Catgirl held well, sold 28 copies but get, that, get the, the cover A on that, that's that's the way to go uh, The Empty Man, number one from Boom, this is a 2014 what? book um, I don't, I remember this and I don't remember buying this um, buried at the <laughs> bottom of their article, the Hollywood Reporter released the premiere date for the film on December 4th of this year, sold 11 copies. 11 people read that article in the Hollywood Reporter <laughs> and had a high sale of 100 bucks. I'm guessing one person wrote that and bought all 11. Maybe. That's <laughs> or one person read that. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, Ultimate Fallout 4 still. Oh, God, why didn't we jump on this man? Um, Strange Academy number one, second print. Uh, all, all covers trending and, and doing quite well. Uh, sold 36 copies and had a high sale of 26 bucks. And Strange Academy number one rounds out the top ten. It's packed with first appearances. People just want to make this thing a key. Um, it's sold fifth. Uh, let's see, a high sale of 300 dollars for a CGC 98. Uh, so uh, amazing, amazing. All right, we also have the runners-up, and starting with rank 11, we have Thor number 2, the third print. We're talking about the fourth print. Here's the third print. Sellers are listing this as the first appearance of Black Winter. While it's mostly a cameo of his hand and his powers, it's still trending. The standard cover is getting 55, turning buyers to this more affordable and underrated th or under-ordered third print, selling 33 copies, 20 bucks for a raw. At rank... Uh, 28, they're also talking about or at rank 12, Batman 28 back in 2014. The addition of Duke and Bluebird to the Bat family was expanding in a fun way. Both characters were welcomed additions until they were mismanaged with bad costume designs and writers who underused them when Rebirth began. However, it seems that Bluebird is catching some new wind and she sold 10 copies up to a ton to $15 for a roll. Thor 5, the first full Black Winter, and boy is it hot. Most likely will be hot for a while if he does anything similar to Null. Moving 44 copies, a 9.8 going for 3.50. At rank 14, we have Miles Morales, um, Spider Man number 6. Starling Spec is starting to pick back up after heating up. Upon release in 2019, the first appearance of Starling, which is Vulture's granddaughter, oh, okay. pulled down quickly to cover price for about a year. Things are picking back up, moving 24 copies, 120 bucks for 9.8 and 40 bucks for all. I have two of these. Forgotten about uh, this. At rank 15, we have Thor number four. Um, the first Black Winter in cameo is now a heavy debate with issue still issue two. Still, this book. Is still selling, even if the favor is leaning towards number two. It sold 25 copies, uh, 80 bucks for a 9.8. Negan lives number one. This is the first time the standard cover has made the list. It's been strong seller on its own, moving 30 copies and going for 10 bucks raw. 
Strange Academy number two is on the list. Strange Academy has a fire burning under it. With the number one's uh, variant covers and printings getting hotter and hotter, collectors are now turning to the second issue, moving 21 copies, 14 bucks for Raw. From 1993, we have Action Comics 689. The fact that the biggest news out of San Diego Comic-Con at home was Zack Snyder, including the black Superman suit in his Snyder Cut of Justice League, is telling just how lackluster this event really was. Still, being the only news helped this first appearance of that quote-unquote back-to-life black suit move 21 copies, 15 bucks for all. Huh. From 1991 at Rag 19, we have Batman vs. Predator number one. An interesting Polygon article came out last week talking about how great this book is, and it really is a fantastic book, and highlighted how it will never be reprinted due to all rights now being under Disney. And once you tell people they can't have something, it starts selling. 22 copies, up 136%, 15 bucks for a raw. And of course, we talked about Strange Academy. Number two, we have the Arthur Adams variant, thirty-two bucks raw copy on that. Wow, that is just whack. The mm-hmm. the Polygon article thing. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, that, that did that. And they pretty much just said, by the way, uh, the rights to these characters are muddled. This book will never be reprinted. If you want to go get it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, man, it's time for our sneak peek. All right. So we're going to start first at ucscomicdistributors.com slash new releases for our August 4th releases from our good friends at DC. Yep. we got uh, the Joker War cover B of Batman 96. All these are selling well. Oh, we have a J. Scott Campbell variant. They're not even showing us, yeah. but by golly, I'm getting it. I want it. That looks pretty good. I was so excited I closed my tab. Is that a 1 in 25? I don't know. No, the 1 in 25 is the... Uh, is the uh, Jorge Jimenez. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I missed out on this Batman the Adventures Continues thing. I think I skipped over this completely. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight's Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knight's number one. One shot is a Tony S. Daniel book. And this has already gone to a second print. It's had a 1 in 25 Kari Andrews. That's kind of cool. Our DC Classics Batman Adventures reprint. Wake me up when they get to 12. <laughs> Deceased Dead Planet DC. going to second print. Um, yeah. that first issue. And two's available now as well. Dreaming Waking Hours number one by Nick Robles. Actually, G. Willow Wilson is writing it. Nick Robles is on the cover. A new chapter in the Sandman saga begins with an all-new miniseries populated by faces both familiar and new. Now, this is the 50th issue of Justice League. Um, I'm not sure how Slide Spurrier is with... uh, generating cool stuff. If this was a Donny Cates book, I'd say hop on it. But um, I'm not I'm not sure that, that uh, Slice Spurrier is going to do anything special. Uh, Strange Adventures 4. Shit, might as well get it. <laughs> uh, our facsimile edition is Wonder Woman 90 or Wonder Woman number 1 from 1987. And we, this might be George the last Perret. the last facsimile from DC, right? Yep. That's a great cover, though. Mm-hmm. If I recall. I think that's the one I had George Press sign, maybe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Alright, that's all from UCS. That's all for the August 4th release date. Um, let's head over to previewsworld.com see what we can find there. I forgot to click new releases because I've got too many darn tabs open now. Um, we've got uh, firepower, and if you had a chance to read that OGN firepower, oh man, it was so good. Uh, Kirkman is just when when he's on, he's on. Good yeah, Kirkman is 100%. great. It's just great. And I've you know I've said it for years, Drew. If there's somebody doing a Hadoken on the front of a cover, you you get that book. Nerd. 
Shut up. Here's a chance to get Negan Lives second printing, or as I like to call it, the blue letter variant. Oh, you get this. <laughs> this was not offered on FOC. Correct. So how did this get ordered? Was it another freebie, or was it ordered? I don't, yeah. Did, did, huh. did Kirkman say, hey, retailers, you want more? Yeah. Give me more. Because I don't remember this on FOC, because I would have ordered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to add this to my FOC order anyway. I want a blue one. Since I can't get the... Gold or silver. Gold or silver or platinum. <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> Goddamn Virgin Brides, number two. You just like saying the cover. I do. I love that. Um, first issue was great. I uh, can't wait. Wait, can we read this? And Ice Cream number Ice Cream Man number twenty. Um, this is the one that's for kids that we enjoyed the the covers. You you kind of knew who, what all the uh, kids books they were homaging. Yeah, on the based on the the pictures in the background. It'll be Very it'll be cool. it'll be twisted and fun. But yeah, there there's until Doctor Seuss sues them, you're gonna want to have that B cover because it is just. Straight out of Cat in the Hat, and it is straight good. Or one, no, it's straight out of One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's awesome. Lucy Claire um, Redemption, a little delayed, but I mean, what isn't everything? Yeah, hopefully it's not because our boy Rock still doing really good. And art. is this the last sex criminals, sex criminals ever? The end. Oh no! There's one issue coming next. That's a coda, to yeah, yeah. So this is going to be the end of the story, and then they're going to like do like a wrap up. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Undiscovered country number seven. A really cool cover, eh? And then our boy Charlie Adler taking care of the um, cover B. Oh yeah, he's on the B. Yeah, yeah that's a good so that's a tough one not to get. Down to IDW. Well, then you skipped over. You skipped over the at little, My Little Pony Transformers cover. A. It's not the uh, the San Diego Comic Con, but there you go. You skipped over um, Dark Horse's Alien Original Screenplay Number One. I apologize. I just assumed they had nothing coming out since it was such a tiny offer. It does have a Walt Simonson cover on it, Ooh. which so I, I it's it. On the cover B, which is actually really nice. Um, it is. Um, so I, I think that's something worth worth looking at. Yeah, the Alien original screenplay, one of five. So Dark Horse having something that might be interested, and I just wandered on past. Well, you never know. To about, I mean, they, it, to talk about My Little Pony, they've done they've done it to themselves because they hardly ever have anything. So. Star Wars Adventures Clone Wars number one going to a second print. Alright. That's cool looking set. That's different art. You may want to get that. Which one? Number one second print? Yep, number one second print. You got Plo Koon on the top on the front with Anakin and General Kenobi. Marvel. Black Cat, number 12, a really nice-looking scan variant. Don't know that we care about the Empire Handbook. Don't know where they care about... Eh. Thor 3, third printing, there it is. Yep, there you go. Grab it, run and run... Run, don't walk to your store and grab it up. Oh, no, that's, that's issue three. Sorry. Sorry, don't. Stop. You can walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one, second print, and it is the Boba Fett cover. Get it? Get it. Get it. Oh, wow. The Star Wars Vader second, number two, went to a second print, too. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's been like Star Wars had a glut for a while, and then yeah. it kind of like 
slowed down, and I think folks were missing it. Mm-hmm. We had some really good stuff, like this uh, this Darth Vader stuff, where he, he's mistaken Padme's uh, uh, decoy for Padme, and it's messing with them was pretty cool. Um, and then when we had that Kylo Ren series about him bleeding his kyber, it was really cool. So there's been some really good stuff they put out, too. I think if they just write better... Um, People want them, but if they're poorly written, people just lose interest. Did you, um... Nothing. Go ahead. I, I literally wasn't talking. Another Nancy Drew. I saw that. Now, <laughs> this Nancy Drew is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, the first issue was good. I, I haven't read anything else. Mm-hmm. Down to boom. King of Nowhere. That's the guy that does um, uh, Ice Cream Man. Oh. And Tyler Jenkins doing the art. And our smaller publishers. Bad Mother Number One. From Upshart. Or Artist Writers and Artisans, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Krista Faust looks good. Like Deodato. Yeah. A nerve wracking thriller from crime writer Krista Faust and blockbuster artist Mike Deodato. Yeah, it looks really good. They've been super well written. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been any heat on the secondary market, though, has it? Has any of the AWA stuff taken off? Um, we did have that uh, Year Zero number one hit a few weeks late. Yeah, as triple and cover or whatever. Here's your um, Horizon Zero Dawn art germ cover, and you have the yeah, game. no, 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 Peach Momoko cover. Oh, I'm sorry, the Momoko cover. The and we had the game yes. art wrap that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were there were tons of opportunities to buy these here. Um, um, I think we got at least three of the five covers between us. Yeah, I, I got a deuce on the Peach Momoko. Yep. I dropped a deuce as well. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see Ooh. how those turn out. Antarctic Press with Patriotica number one. Is, is, there, is this like the follow-up to... No, it is not. The goddess Athena, namesake, uh, descendant of the first Athena, has come to Earth to save it from invaders out of myth. But the very power that originally banished the gods is sapping her life force, too. To survive, she must reluctantly bond with a human, a scrawny college student named Aaron. Together, they transform into the mighty mighty Patriotica Uh, to fight uh, gods and monsters, protect and rally the military and deal with campus social life. Oh my goodness, it's both a superhero and a slice of life. <laughs> You're terrible. A little stabity bunny reissue of issue 11. Yay. For you Rick and Morty fans, we have Bird Person number 1. Good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Absolutely. Oh, I am torn, brother. I am torn. Okay, from Vault, what about this vampire book? What's it called? Vampire, The Masquerade, number one. Written by Tim Seeley, Teeny Howard, and Blake Howard. And it's from Vault? With, from the international best-selling World of Darkness universe. So this, this is from a universe we're not already in, so I don't know if there's anything to it. Oh, okay. Vault brings readers to a brand new Vampire the Masquerade comic series, Winter's Teeth. No. Pass. Hard pass. Yeah, I think I think we'd already have to be in this world to really care about it. I just saw that yeah. Tim Seeley was in on it, and I always like to check on him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's the greatest. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one thing you have to have that you go, you get, and you immediately throw on the internet because it is flying out the door, bro? I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble. There's lots of stuff to choose from. There is. And many things to choose from. But, Drew, I ask for one pick of the week. And we got all kinds of things here. We've got multiple things 
from your boy Robert Kirkman, I know that are scratching yep, at your door. Yep, yep. We got multiple extra printings on things that we think are heating up and moving good, yep. and we got other things that might just jump out of the woodwork to steal the spotlight. But I only ask you for one thing, right. Drew, and what is that? I'm just counting all DC because I've already forgotten what 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 was on there, and I didn't write anything down. <laughs> so um, everything is it's 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 either oh, it's going to be either firepower. Probably not, because mm-hmm. there's already been an OGN release, so now I'm scratching that. Um, and then the Negan B, I've already picked Negan when it originally came out, so I'm not going to pick that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm up in the air between Ice Cream Man 20, Cover B, or Bad Mother, and I'll probably go with Ice Cream Man 20, Cover B. That's my pick. Yeah, gotcha. Bad Mother from Artist Writers and Artisans is looking good for me, but I honestly think... That Negan lives number two, number one, second printing is going to be. There's not probably going to be a lot of these. No. So I'm going to see a spike for that second print. So even though I didn't pick it because I didn't want to put the cover on my our post again. Oh crap! That's right. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I forgot. No, that's fine. That's fine. It's a different color. That's fine. (laughs) I forgot what that's why. What's your reason? Yeah. That's that's fine. You do what you want. You're rogue. <laughs> that is a good yeah, pick, though. I, also, I mean, I do think it's going to yeah. be hot. <laughs> good stuff. All right. I want to thank you guys for tagging along with Drew and myself for comics coming out August 4th and 5th. Um, if you think there was some other nice gold in here that we missed, be part of the podcast, uh, write in to comicsforfunandprofit at gmail.com. Be part of the podcast. Find us on any socials. Drop us a word as well. Um, and if you got some of these books, hope you guys make some awesome money on it. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. <laughs>